Montana Talks. Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. We could have lost out on Toby Keith. We could have missed our last chance to see Toby Keith here in Montana. Man, it was it was the first and only time I got to see Toby Keith here in Montana. I'll tell you what, uh, America has lost an incredible patriot. America has lost somebody who has paid so much great tribute to our troops and their families and their sacrifice. Toby Keith has been the man for the post 9-11 warriors who've been on deployment after deployment after deployment, who've been away from their families time and time again, not just for deployments, but for training missions, conferences, you name it, uh, constantly gone, constantly sacrificing for this country. And Toby Keith was the one who constantly paid tribute to them and to the greatness of America. Uh, Gal, I was, I was, I'm so glad I wrote about this back in on May 23rd of 2021. How could I not write something about this back on May 23rd of 2021? Now, of course, it was it was May of 2021. A lot of the country was still locked down. A lot of the country was still not having concerts. Heck, not only was a lot of the country not having concerts, local governments sure mattered back in the years 2020 and 2021, didn't it? I mean, local governments would decide whether your church was open uh, or not, even though they would allow strip clubs to stay open and Planned Parenthood abortion mills to stay up and running. They would shut down churches and they would shut down concerts. But, boy, we got to see Toby Keith uh, back in May of 2021, and it was a sight to see. I I wrote this back in May of 2021. I was way in the back, but I couldn't help but just look over the crowd in amazement. For some people, this was the first big event they had been to since the COVID-19 lockdowns first hit the country. And on top of that, this was Toby Keith. 7,100 fans packed into the Metro in Billings, Montana for the Toby Keith concert. I ran into Bill Dutcher and Ray Massey with the Metro at the time, and they said Billings delivered an even bigger audience than Bismarck, North North Dakota, did the night before. Uh, It was one of the largest concerts happening in the country at that time. Hardly a mask in sight of the 7,100 people that were packed in there. And I remarked at the time, you know, that all I could say as I sat back and saw this crowd just just in a full wave to Toby Keith was Freedom, America, Montana, and Toby Keith. For some, they were just happy to finally be out for such a big event with barely a mask in sight. And, uh, man, I tell you what, uh, you know, it, it, was, it was the same excitement and motivation and pride and country and freedom that people saw at the Fusion Fights event earlier in April that they saw at the state wrestling and the basketball tournaments that were taking place at the Metro back in 2021. And you remember, at the time, you weren't having concerts like that everywhere. Remember, Bozeman, Montana. Two hours down the road was supposed to have a big Kenny Chesney concert. They lost out on the Kenny Chesney concert. Thankfully, though, we did not lose out on a great patriot like Toby Keith here in Montana and getting a chance to see him before he would, you know, uh, be, be gone from this earth. And so, you know, again, man, how occurs with we almost missed out on an incredible patriot like like Toby Keith, but incredible patriots here in Montana. Said no to these lockdowns, said no to these stupid mask mandates, and we got to see something incredible, somebody incredible. 
securing America. There was a change of commanding officer at the U.S. Northern Command based in Colorado Springs Monday as General Glenn Van Herc retired and General Gregory Guillaume assumed leadership. NORTHCOM, which also oversees NORAD, was established after the September 11th terrorist attacks. Deputy Defense Secretary Kathleen Hicks. U.S. NORTHCOM was charged with protecting North America from external threats. General Van Herc spoke about the importance of a strong united defense. When our competitors see a resilient and capable nation, a nation that can never be brought to its knees, competitors and adversaries are much less likely to challenge us. In assuming command, General Guillot also pledged to protect the continent. From all avenues of approach against all who intend us harm. And told his predecessor, General Van Herc, that he will proudly follow his lead. I proudly assure you that we have the watch. Kevin Uesky, Fox News. Here's a look at your real weather for Billings and Bozeman. With mostly cloudy skies and some areas of fog early today. Otherwise, looking at some rain and snow showers developing in the Bozeman area, turning to rain showers around the area later today as well. High temperature readings ranging from around 40 in Bozeman to 52 in Billings. For tonight, we're looking at some scattered rain showers mixing with snow in Billings late. Lows in the upper 20s to the lower 30s. This is weatherology meteorologist Paul Trombley. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Uh, just another friendly reminder for everybody here. Not that you guys need it, but your friends do. And there might be a couple of folks listening that still need this reminder. So we'll do it. Uh, we'll do it again. Friendly reminder, Joe Biden and John Tester do not need a bill to secure our borders. Joe Biden and John Tester can secure our borders right now. But the thing is, they don't want to secure our borders. Uh, I'm glad I still had this this uh, tweet via X.com uh, in front of me here from the owner of, of X, Elon Musk. I printed this one up uh, yesterday morning, but uh, I want to keep this around. I, I, I was planning on using this with our friend John Jackson when he joins us in the uh, on the show in the eight o'clock hour here later this morning. But but let's just put this one also out here right at the at the top of the morning to you here. Uh, Elon Musk had a great tweet, you know, talking about how they'll name certain bills. They'll give they'll give pieces of legislation on Capitol Hill and or in hell and they'll give them certain names and and better yet if you find a good acronym to come uh, to come with it right and boy the Democrats sure are good at at giving bills names that don't do anything that they actually claim the bill is going to do uh, in fact man I I saw another tweet where they where they made this point pretty well here let me let me pull that one up for you. Because uh, it ties in with this so-called uh, border uh, deal, this uh, sham of a border bill right now. Oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, it was actually Navy SEAL veteran and Republican U.S. Senate candidate Tim Sheehy who shared this uh, uh, via Twitter. Uh, first, he was sharing a, a tweet from Marco Rubio, Florida Senator Marco Rubio, saying the border deal is an easy no it reads like a parody of an actual border security bill. And Tim Sheehy says this, the Democrats Inflation Reduction Act did not reduce inflation, just like their border security bill will not secure the border. 
These two-faced swamp creatures think they can lie their way to re-election. That is exactly what's wrong with Washington. Time for new leadership. Uh, so that's what Tim Sheehy had to say. And I got to remember, I got to print that tweet up here. But it, but it ties in with exactly something that Elon Musk shared back on February 1st uh, via X.com. When you hear the names of legislation or anything done by the government, it is worth remembering that the group that sent so many people to the guillotine during the French Revolution was called, quote, the Committee of Public Safety, not the Cut Off Their Heads Committee. <laughs> I mean, isn't that just a great line? So the, the group that sent people to their death, that literally chopped their heads off, that sent them to the guillotine during the French Revolution, they called themselves the Committee of Public Safety. They did not call themselves the cut off their heads committee such a great uh, a tweet from elon musk and, and boy does it apply this morning to this sham of a so-called border deal by the way uh liberal senator john tester says he supports this deal which is him going on the record he's he, tester is now on the record supporting illegal immigration if if he wasn't officially before by allowing this invasion to happen he just signed off in support of this deal john tester just says he supports illegal immigration uh, so that's that's the big story there the rest of the of the congressional delegation which are all republicans uh, Congressman Rosendale out of the Eastern District, Congressman Zinke out of the Western District, Senator Steve Daines. He was a powerful voice coming out against this because he's in a leading role in the U.S. Senate right now as chairman of the National Republican Senatorial Committee. And, of course, uh, the Republican U.S. Senate candidate looking to take on John Tester later this year, Tim Sheehy. All of them came out against this sham of a so-called border deal. So hats off to every single one of them. Uh, let's see. Uh, lots to talk about this morning here on the show. You know, obviously this this news about the loss of the great American patriot Toby Keith, you know, uh, deservedly. I think I think he deserves a lot of attention here this morning. You know, sometimes when these celebrities or musicians or other folks from pop culture, you know, die or are in the news, it's kind of like, who cares? It's kind of like Taylor Swift. I, I don't care if she gets attention at a Kansas City Chiefs game. Uh, I, I, I don't care one way or the other. I, I, I do have to laugh. There's a lot of kids that are that are rooting against the Kansas City Chiefs just because just because Taylor Swift is uh, is, you know, in, in this relationship with uh, with Kelsey from the Kansas City Chiefs. So all these kids are like rooting against the Kansas City Chiefs just because uh, Taylor Swift is rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs. So there's like they're now wanting, you know, kids, you got you to be rebellious. Right. So so they're now rebelling against this. This uh, idea that, well, because Taylor Swift's rooting for the Chiefs, I'm going to root for the 49ers. And there's a lot of people, I mean, even some conservatives are, are saying that, Argh, you know, <laughs> and I don't I don't freaking care. I do not. I hardly even care about the Super Bowl. I'm so sick of the wokeness that we see in the NFL. But uh, but anyway, I, I thought it was I was I was talking with one of my daughter's friends who's a big Swifty. She's a big Taylor Swift fan. And even she she thinks it's over the top with the, the Taylor Swift Kelsey thing. So she's rooting against the Chiefs <laughs> for the Super Bowl. I had to laugh at that. Even the Swifties now are. But, but the point being is that I do not care. I do not care about these celebrities and which team they're rooting for, they're not rooting for. I really don't care. And, and they get so much attention in the news. But for Toby Keith, you know what? He has paid tribute to the people that truly matter, the people and their families that have risked their lives and given their lives for this country. You know, George Blackard and I on our recent Freedom Friday, we were, we were, I think somebody had called in and said, 
you know, they're abusing the lowering of the flags. They, they, they lower the flag every freaking day. We're lowering the flags for somebody, some politician. You know, given everything that Toby Keith has done for the American patriots and, and he's done for American pride, if you're going to lower the flag for all these stinking politicians whenever they, whenever they die, whenever they pass away, we can lower the flags for Toby freaking Keith out here. That's just kind of my rant. Anyway, I, I think it was a listener in Shelby, a great veteran in Shelby, who went off on that rant one day, and I totally agreed with him. Good morning, everybody. It's time for your Daybreak Egg Report. I'm Russell Nimitz, and thanks for being with us here on the Western Egg Network. Well, there's no doubt that the U.S. cattle inventory continues to shrink. And last week at CattleCon in Orlando, Florida, Daryl Peel, Extension Specialist for Livestock Marketing with Oklahoma State University, told attendees, the take-home message is pretty powerful and that the cattle industry continues to get smaller. We got smaller through 2023, so we're coming into 2024 with uh, smaller cattle inventories pretty much across the board. And so, you know, and if you like superlatives, the, the current U.S. beef cow herd is the smallest since 1961. And the all cattle inventory in the U.S. right now is the smallest since 1951. So we have gotten smaller than we intended to be, smaller than we need to be from a market standpoint. And I think that's that's going to be where we jump off to think about where we go from here. As for what this all means for the cattle market moving forward, Peel says. You know, we're nowhere near done with this thing. Remember that, you know, and we're comparing a lot to 2014 and 15, yeah, right. the last highs. But those high prices in 2014 and 15 happened a year to a year and a half into herd expansion. So it's when we save a lot of heifers and start rebuilding as that process evolves in the first uh, few months to a year or longer. That's what puts the highs in the cattle market. So we haven't started that process yet. That's all ahead of us. Stay with us. We'll have more ag news right after this. Cattle producers, it's a Brent Cow Special and more. This Thursday, February 8th at Dillon Livestock, Dillon, Montana. Highlights include 315 head of four to eight-year-old black Angus cows bred to reminisce Angus bulls from David Sauer out of Dubois, Idaho. Set to calf March 15th to April 30th. All high quality, one iron. Lunch sponsored by Axman Feed, featuring Purina nutritionist Dr. Ted Perry. For more information and all the consignments, visit DylanLivestockAuction.com or check out their Facebook page. If your tractor needs to be fixed, you go to a tractor mechanic, not a car shop. So if you want to grow your agriculture business, shouldn't you go to a lender that specializes in agriculture? That's AgWest Farm Credit. We've been 100% focused on agriculture for over 100 years. So we understand your challenges, and we have the deep financial knowledge and experience to help you reach your goals and grow your future. See how we can help at agwestfc.com. Equal opportunity provider and employer equal housing lender. Well, the Northern Pulse Growers Association invites you to participate in their two-week healthy meal and exercise plans to celebrate American Heart Health and World Pulses Day. NPGA is teaming up with Nourish, Move, Love, and the Real Food Dietitians to create a free two-week exercise plan and two-week meal plan that'll run now through February 16th. The meal plan also includes a shopping list each week to make our lives a little bit easier, and all workouts are available on YouTube. To check out both plans, you can visn us online at westerneggnetwork.com or check out 
our Facebook page. And finally this morning, you know, this month, FFA members across the country, Puerto Rico, and U.S. Virgin Islands will celebrate agriculture and FFA, all part of National FFA Week, which runs February 17th through February 24th. National FFA Week is a great time for FFA members to raise awareness about the National FFA Organization's role in developing future leaders in agriculture and the importance of agricultural education. And of course, we have some of the very best FFA chapters in America right here in Western Egg Network country. I'm Russell Nimitz. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, we should be getting a phone call. I think I think he's calling us. I don't think we have to call him. We should be getting a phone call here any second from Jimmy Fela. I know it's early, but hey, we had this special opportunity to catch up with Jimmy Fela. He's one of my most favorite people to talk to here on this show. He is the host of Fox Across America. He's now got his own Saturday night uh, show on Fox News on TV. He's got his uh, uh, a radio program, podcast that he does as well. But uh, Jimmy Fela, you guys remember Jimmy Fela? He's the New York City cab driver who uh, became a stand-up comedian. Or maybe he was doing stand-up comedy while also working as a New York City taxi driver. And now he's on Fox News uh, all the time, and he's just absolutely hysterical. And you got to be able to laugh at things, given the craziness going on in our country right now. As you know, here in this early morning uh, hour of the program here, we're, we're pretty fast-moving. You know, we got the Farm and Ranch Report. we got some commentaries that we sneak in. we got your news and weather, national news, uh, and... Uh, in your Montana news. But anyway, yeah, he's supposed to be joining us right at a specific hit time. But I'm sure he, he's probably doing another interview like back in New York City or something right now. And he's probably having so much fun that that interview is going to go long. So when he joins us on the show here live, it's going to be like boom, 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 very fast moving. Unless he can stick with us after the uh, after the 635 break and then we can chat with him a little bit more. But he's got a new book out. And, and who knows, we may not, we, the calendars may get messed up and he may not even call in. But either way, he's got this book out that you're going to want to hear about. It's the uh, Cancel Culture Dictionary, an A to Z guide to winning the war on fun. And a, the Cancel Culture Dictionary, by Jimmy Fela. Let me read a little bit about the book here. Uh, you may know Jimmy Fela as the best dressed man in cable news, a force multiplier of positive energy on the radio who sounds like he gets paid in tequila and Tide Pods. But he's also a former New York City ta uh, taxi driver who spent countless hours conversing with people from all over this planet and several planets you've never heard of. Uh, if the, It's those ch chats with hobbits, hookers, and time travelers that fill the cancel culture dictionary with unique perspective and savage self-awareness that we need to escape the outrage era society is stuck in. Uh, let's 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 face it. Life in this country was way better before the smartphone came along and made us infinitely dumber. Uh, 
social media has turned our shining city on a hill into a Real Housewives episode on Bravo, where every day is a constant catfight about politics, weaponized censorship and runaway speech. Uh, oh, anyway, I'm going to stop reading the intro because we've now got him live on the phone lines right now. Jimmy Fela, I, man, it's early in the morning out here. I, I'm still not even awake. I'm still, you know, talking like Joe Biden. But it's great to have you on the show. It's, it's great to have you with Yo. us here. Aaron Flynn, you're the best. Uh, I Listen, I was on TV two hours ago, and the problem, you know, with me is, like, when you look like me and you sound like me and you're on TV at 5 a.m., you just come off like a guy who's still out from the night before. <laughs> well, you probably like, were. Is that, glitter? is that glitter on your face, Jimmy? What's going on there? My wife asked me the same question. I said, honey, it's your lotion. It's... Uh... <laughs> I wasn't hanging out with Jimmy Fallon last night. Tell us about your cancel culture dictionary. I know we've got just a quick few minutes with you here before we hit our hard break. Yep, we'll make it work. Uh, so the thing is, Aaron, really quick. Okay, cancel culture, uh, as I said, has broken the compass because we're policing like comedy, music, movies for sources of anger. When the truth is, you, you watch comedy to laugh, to get away from anger, to get away from the difficulties of everyday life. The same with movies, the same with music. So essentially what I'm trying to explain to the world, okay, is cancel culture is not new. Okay, prior to social media, we had people who got upset at jokes. We just didn't call them cancel culture. We called them losers, okay? The whole point of being alive is to have fun. And what I'm doing in this book is giving you an A to Z guide to having fun, meaning ways to go back to living like it was the 80s or the 90s when we didn't police speech and we didn't worry about offending anybody because who cares, okay? Life is not built for the guy who's going to show up to the party and get offended by everything because the truth is that guy doesn't get invited to parties. <laughs> you know, my favorite comedy shows in the 90s, BET Comic View. I loved BET Comic View, yeah. even as a white kid from northeast Montana, because, you know, but now even the black comedians can't tell jokes. No, it's funny. Like, Kevin, uh, Kevin Hart's a good example of that. He was supposed to host the Oscars, and he got thrown off the Oscars because he had tweeted some dumb things. And that doesn't make any sense, because, like, here's the thing about jokes. Jokes are supposed to be treated like a buffet. If you see a joke you like, you throw it on the tray. If you don't like a joke, you just keep walking. You don't hold up the line and yell at the chef because everybody gets their own tray, you know? You go to a buffet, if you don't eat mac and cheese, you don't stop and scream at the chef like, how dare you serve mac and cheese? The guy behind you likes mac and cheese. Get on with your life. Well, and if so you that's don't, the point. If you don't like mac and cheese, you're not an American anyway. Uh, yeah, thank you. Communist. You're, you're going to be in, in Helena, Montana uh, coming up soon. Are you going to be talking about cancel culture dictionary there? Or are you just going to have all talking sorts of other things? Signing books. Whatever the heck people wear, hats, boobs, whatever you bring down, it's the Helena Civic Center. It's Jimmy Fallon. You're going to meet a lot of my Fox News Saturday night crew there because we're rolling in pretty hard. That's Friday night, March 29th. And because I have this Saturday night TV show, we're either filming it out by you uh, in Helena or we're going to be filming like man on the street stuff, like interviews at the show and then flying home to New York to actually do the show Saturday night. Oh, wow. but, uh, one way or the other, if you guys come to the Helena Civic Center, you'll see me do comedy and you'll probably wind up on my TV show. Though I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> I'm going to have you sign my chest, but you're going to have to use hairspray to get through the chest hair. No, that's it's whatever. It's a small price to pay to get close to that type of magnificence. <laughs> we got about 90 seconds to go, and then it's 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 kind of a four-minute break, because uh, I, I, I would beg and plead you to stay on longer, but I know, man, we, we barely got this time slot with you here this Stop morning. It. We'll just do it again. Aaron, we'll do it again, because I'll have another hit in five minutes, but 
I'll call into your show anytime, man. I'll, I'll check in with you offline. I love talking to you. Because, you know, they say, like, all the crazy people find each other in life. Like, me and you get on really well. We're like, uh, we're like two winos that have hopped the rail car, and we're just singing show tunes now. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, with 60 seconds to go, uh, what's your favorite part? What's the funniest thing in the cancel culture dictionary? Ooh, I mean, far and away, I think for me, the thing I enjoyed the most is the chapter about them canceling Native American mascots. Because it really shows what a scam it is and how none of it helped the Native Americans. And the truth is, like, you know, I didn't play on one of those teams. My team is the Division Avenue Blue Dragons, but we played a Native American team called the Elizabeth Warrens. And um, <laughs> I always saw through the scam of changing the halftime show. So I like that chapter the most because it's funny, it's dirty, but I love sports, so it's a fun one to talk about. You know, and, and there's an interesting Helena Montana connection, by the way, with that very story, because the Washington Redskins uh, logo was in honor of a Blackfeet Nation chief. And their, their family lives in uh, that the, the family that made that honor happen uh, lives in Helena, Montana, where Jimmy Fela himself will be uh, very soon. I think it's at the end of the March. But, yeah, we'll, we'll get Jimmy back on to talk about that for sure. Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. This is where Montana Talks. Oh, yeah, I got a message on our Montana Talks app last night from Evan in Belt, uh, who's probably still listening. You know, he sends us a message last night with a great thought. He's probably still listening live right now as we speak. But, Evan, there there is a great Babylon Bee headline uh, that goes with your uh, with with your message that you sent to us last night. Uh, let's see. Do I start with the Babylon? No, let's start with Evan's message, and then I'll share the Babylon B headline. Uh, I think our friend John Jackson shared this uh, Babylon B uh, headline via Twitter as well. By the way, Seth Dillon with the Babylon B is going to be here in Montana, uh, God, in like two weeks, I think it is. And I get to be the MC for that Billings Christian School Banquet. Uh, so that's going to be incredible. Uh, we had Seth Dillon on the show back in December, and uh, man, I think they quickly sold out all their tables. So I, I uh, um, so I, I think their their tickets and tables are all sold out. But but hey, if if you're somebody who still wants to go uh, and see Seth Dillon at the Billings Christian School banquet, uh, send us a message on the app, and then what I'll do, I'll 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 send those to the folks at Billings Christian School, and then in case they have any seats come available, they, um, they maybe they've got a list they can put together or something. So uh, anyway, uh, Evident Belt says this: How can John Tester say that this border bill would be the most significant action the Congress could do to fix our broken immigration system in literally decades? That's like saying Benedict Arnold was a great patriot that saved the American Revolution. Just as Arnold wanted to surrender West Point to the British and would have crushed the efforts of General Washington, so too John Tester is willing to surrender our country to the Chinese or any terrorist country so long as he and the rest of the communist left stay in power. Uh, that was from Evan in Belt. So, yeah, how could John Tester say that this border bill would help? And and you could you could hear the terminology, the phrasing that John Tester was using there. So John Tester is saying, well, we need to fix our immigration system. What John Tester is saying is, is 
what is what he and what the left wants to do is they do not want to to shut down illegal immigration on the border whatsoever. But they might be willing to do so if you allow for amnesty, if you take the illegal aliens that are already here, the millions of which uh, are 10 times the population of Montana, just since Joe Biden became president alone. Uh, you, if you make them citizens and you allow them to vote, and, and, and maybe we'll stop this invasion on the border, which, of course, they won't, because whenever they've gotten amnesty in the past, that has just further uh, increased illegal immigration across our border because you've just now created an incentive to sneak into this country illegally. Uh, and that's what they're trying to do here once again is create another uh, incentive. All right, but here's the Babylon B headline for you. So, you know, again... They, this so-called border deal is a sham. It actually uh, would make the situation even worse. The Babylon Bee had this satirical headline. New Senate anti-murder bill caps murders at 5,000 per day. Uh, new new anti-murder bill caps uh, murders at 5,000 per day. Uh, absolutely hysterical uh, satirical headline. Uh, from the great Babylon B. All right, uh, let's see. Um, lots to get to here this morning. Let me see, uh, check the audio that we've got available for you here because I know our producer, Travis, put in a, uh, a bunch of work for us here before the show, snagging this audio for us. Oh, I mentioned the Super Bowl a little earlier, and I could care less who wins the Super Bowl. Frankly, I'm, you know, the NFL has been so woke in recent years that I don't really freaking care. Really don't care. And I really could care less whether Taylor Swift is with this team or with that team. Uh, although I, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd have a tendency, I'd, you know, if if I was maybe going to root for the Kansas City Chiefs, ah, maybe it's time to go with the 49ers just because this year. I I don't know. I really don't care. But nonetheless, if you are the president of the United States, getting your three minute softball interview from CBS during the Super Bowl is a huge uh, great easy opportunity for you but uh, apparently Joe Biden's handlers at the White House are too afraid to even have the guy mic'd up for three minutes speaking of the Super Bowl President Biden will not sit down for that traditional pre-Super Bowl Sunday interview for a second year in a row he says it's to quote give Americans a break from politics a spokesperson for the White House says we hope viewers enjoy watching what they tuned in for the game Joe Concha is a Fox News contributor and he joins me now Joe he's turning down an opportunity to speak to millions of voters during an election year why yeah. Carly, this is by far the lamest, most intelligence insulting excuse you will ever hear as far as why the president is hiding from this interview for the second consecutive year, by the way. Oh, so they can concentrate in the game. Uh, the interview is like hours before the game, so it's not about that. So please stop. Uh, and it's truly telling that Joe Biden's handlers are simply petrified of putting him in front of a camera without a teleprompter or scripted remarks to guide him. The Super Bowl, even the pregame, is by far the most watched program of the year. And when you're a president who who is polling lower than any in polling history three years into the job, you would think he would be out there trying to sell his message on why he and his administration deserve four more years. But no, Joe Biden is a, and I'll, I'll, I'll be blunt about this, a coward, plain and simple. He should be telling his handlers he wants this interview because instead, uh, you know, it looks like he's hiding somewhere in Delaware that day, which he probably will be doing. Donald Trump uh, should take this opportunity and say, hey, 
I'll take that spot. I'll, I'll do this interview instead. Yeah, well, there was ju just a bunch of new poll numbers that NBC released yesterday. Not good for the president. His approval rating right now, according to these NBC News polls, 37% approval. Uh, the folks on Meet the Press, they reacted to these polls when they just came in. Listen to their reaction. Watch this. One of our pollsters tells us we are looking at a, quote, presidency in peril. In our poll, Donald Trump now leads Joe Biden by five points. This is the biggest lead NBC has ever had in 16 polls for Donald Trump over Joe Biden. 37 percent approved and now 60 percent disapproved. And we should say that is the lowest approval rating since former President George W. Bush's second term. A presidency in peril. Uh, that was uh, the NBC, the MSNBC folks. I, to me, uh, it used to be that there there was a difference between MSNBC and NBC, but now they're all just uh, MSNBC. They're all just Hamas, uh, Hamas NBC at this point. Uh, let's see. I think uh, Greg Gutfeld and Molly Hemingway of the Federalist also weighed in on uh, uh, Joe Biden uh, skipping out on the Super Bowl interview. This is a quick one for you. Molly, the fact that he's not doing the Super Bowl interview says a lot. It's like a three-minute interview. I mean, I think most of the questions are like, who are you rooting for? What are you eating? It's a three-minute interview with one of the largest audiences in the world. Mm. Like, it's just such a gift to a politician to be able to do that. And, yeah, the questions are in no way going to be difficult. And I think the team, the Biden team, knows that he is so unpopular that just seeing him actually bothers people. There was a poll that came out this weekend showing that he's just getting smoked in every demographic category versus Trump. Now, that's funny. Molly Hemming. See, now, most people would assume, hey, they're just afraid of they don't know what Joe might say because he's he's losing it. You know, whatever the, the, the reasoning might be. But she's like, no, they just know that, that the American people are so mad and disgusted by the Biden uh, policies that they just don't that, that even if they just see his face, they're going to be angry and his poll numbers will go down even further. That is very interesting because the, the initial assumption is, is that you don't you just don't know what Joe might say. I mean, I, I joked with Jimmy Fallon earlier how. You know, bubble. I mean, what is Joe Biden going to say? I mean, he reminds me. You guys remember the movie Napoleon Dynamite? Remember the the uh, the the chicken farmer guy drinking the raw eggs with Napoleon Dynamite? <laughs> That's what they're afraid is going to happen in a Super Bowl interview. Uh, it kind of happened earlier this week. Did you hear what he was saying about about the um, the French president? People have pled guilty. You know, right, right, right after I was elected, I went to a, what they call a G7 meeting, all the NATO leaders. And it was in, it was in the south of England. And I sat down and I said, America's back. And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean, from France, looked at me and said, uh, said, you know, what, why, how, how long are you back for? And I looked at him, and the, and the Chancellor of Germany said, what would you say, Mr. President, if you picked up the paper tomorrow in the London Times, and the London Times said, a thousand people break through the House of Commons, break down the doors, two bobbies are killed in order to stop the election of the Prime Minister, what would you say? 
So Raheem Kassam pointed this out via Twitter. I think it, Raheem is still with Breitbart, if I'm not mistaken. Joe Biden says he recently met with Mitterrand from Germany, but then he says, I mean, I mean France. Mitterrand was the French president between 1981 and 1995. He died in 1996. Greg Price via Twitter added, yeah, he's fine. Four more years. Totally normal. Totally normal. Waking up on the right side. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Let me start with the basics as it relates to what is wrong with the Senate immigration bill. Number one, there's no need for the bill. We don't need any legislation to secure the border. We just bring back those policies. The bill expands work authorization for illegal immigrants while failing to include critical asylum reforms. It has language that allows illegals to be released from physical custody, which effectively would codify Biden's catch and release policy. That's insane. The so-called shutdown authority that's in the bill, if there's more than 5,000 illegal immigrants in a day, is anything but shut down authority because it's got a million loopholes and it grants far too much discretionary authority to both Biden and Alejandro Mayorkas. Why would you do that? From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's the Sean Hannity Show. With everything going on in the world today, the war, the inflation, the geopolitical tensions, $33 trillion in national debt, it's no wonder people are looking to diversify their savings with gold and silver. But who does Sean Hannity choose for his gold and silver? None other than the top-rated precious metals company, GoldCo. GoldCo is a seven-time Inc. 5000 winner with over 5,000 five-star reviews, and they've helped thousands of Americans place over $2 billion in gold and silver. They're Sean Hannity's top choice. And right now, they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver for Sean Hannity listeners. But it's first come, first served, and only while supplies last. So don't wait. Call Gold Co. at 855-815-GOLD to learn how you could get started today. Tell them Hannity sent you and see if you qualify for up to $10,000 in bonus silver. Call Gold Co. at 855-815-GOLD. That's 855-815-GOLD. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Springs Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. Taking your calls live, 406-294-0970. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, Randy and Fishtail, you're right. Randy messaged us on our Montana Talks app. Trump said yesterday he would take Joe's spot during the Super Bowl interview. Hey, why not? I mean, if the whole point is to have a presidential interview during the Super Bowl, if the current guy can't do the job, well, then have the most recent president do the job. Ah, that would make sense, right? Uh, I mean, what, what's the point of having a presidential interview during the Super Bowl anyway? And if the current guy doesn't want to do it, then let the most recent guy do it. Uh, besides, I think football fans would rather hear from a, a Donald J. Trump anyway. Uh, all right, let's see. Yeah, Randy and Fishtail, thanks for that message. Uh, Tim and Savage, uh, regarding the Super Bowl interview that won't be taking place, Brandon would probably talk about his conversation last week with the Gipper. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, that ties in with that that soundbite that we just played for you where, here's Joe Biden. Yeah, I was, I was talking with, uh, recently I, 
I met with Mitterrand from Germany after I was elected. Uh, Mitterrand died in 1996. He was the French president uh, until 1995. He died in 1996. See, so I was 16 years old when Mitterrand died. So how many years ago is that? Almost, uh, well, it's, it's 2024. So anyway, what is it? God, that's almost, what, 30 years? I mean, I went to the University of Montana School of Journalism, so the math's a little bad here. <laughs> but Joe Biden, oh, yeah, I just met with him. Met with Mitterrand. Fubble, wuzzle, buzzle, bub. Greg Price uh, via Twitter, uh, he says, totally normal for the leader of the free world to say that he recently met with somebody who died over three decades ago. He's fine. Four more years. Four more years. All right, we got some other messages that have come in on our Montana Talks app. Uh, I want to get to here as well. Let's see. Um, before we run out of time this hour of the show, though, uh, I want to. Oh, Speaker of the House Mike Johnson on this so-called border bill. Uh, bill. We, we told you yesterday morning that he already came out very clearly over the weekend and said that this sham of a border bill is dead on arrival. He joined Laura Ingram last night to explain. We, we did th read through it, Laura, and it did not take long to realize that this is dead on arrival. There's no way we could bring this through the House. The Senate expects us to pass a, a bill, a piece of legislation that you just did a great job dismantling here. What it would do is actually further incentivize illegal immigration. It would not resolve any of the problems not reform in any meaningful way the broken asylum system, the broken parole process, and all the things that have created this catastrophe. And by the way, meanwhile, it further empowers the very cabinet secretary who designed and created this mess. They don't follow federal law. Why would we do this anyway? But the bill itself would actually do more harm than good, and that's why we've said it's, it's a non-starter over here in the House. Um, Senator Schumer, you're very popular these days, so he also had a message for you. Watch. I say to Speaker Johnson, don't let the 30 hard right uh, people in the House who are extreme, they wanted us to default, they wanted the government not to pay its debts, they wanted us, um, to the government to shut down, they're extremists. And they're running your show. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Because it's good to give waiver, waiver um, discretion to Biden and Mayorkas so they can just waive the emergency anytime they feel like it. Here's my message to Senator Schumer. The American people are running the show here. We're the representatives of our constituents. The American people are on our side. They recognize this catastrophe has been disastrous for the country. Every state is a border state, and everybody knows it. I've been traveling the country, Laura, since I became Speaker of the House. I've been in 15 different states doing events. It doesn't matter whether I'm out west, in the Midwest, on Long Island, the Deep South, South Florida. It's, the message is the same. It's the number one issue on the hearts and minds of the American people. We have to solve this crisis. And I'm going to make this point again, because Senator Schumer isn't listening, apparently. The President of the United States has the authority right now to fix this crisis. He has broad executive authority under the under the federal statutes, and Chuck Schumer knows it, and President Biden knows it, and they refuse to use that. They could stop this. They could stop the flow immediately, but they don't want to, Laura. All right, there you go. A great uh, final word for the hour.